on this week's episode of the F-Stops Here podcast, we wing it. And then we end up talking about Canon's new lens and Olympus's new camera. We're also joined on the street by Joe Stern as he embarks on a photo walk with some pretty famous people. So thanks for tuning in, and happy shooting. Welcome, everybody, to episode 12 of the F-Stops Here podcast. Uh, I'm Zach Egolf, back from my wonderful trip uh, to fabulous Las Vegas. I'm joined this week by Jamie McDonald and Josh Conti. So, hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. As you can see, I'm actually here uh, and not driving around in my Lamborghini, taking it to my Learjet, which means I did not hit it big in Mm -hmm. Vegas. Uh, In fact, my wallet is much lighter. Uh, but I'm actually lighter too. I lost four pounds while I was out there. So it's amazing what alcohol do, huh? No, it was, we walked, we walked in just an, an eternity, uh, and actually, um, carrying around photo equipment, which I never thought I w- was something I would say I would do in Las Vegas, uh, actually helped too. So, uh, so how oh, I, I right. what's, what's that? Oh, so you're carrying around the big heavy stuff. I that's forgot. right. The big, yeah, I didn't have anything, uh, small. Uh, to take around with me, I opted not to. I saw to. the think tank comment about lugging around a. What, what did you have? A seventy to two hundred. Yeah, so I took the seventy to two hundred out one day, thinking I would get um, some really good close-up shots. Not realizing that because everything's so high, everything ended up getting distorted. So oh. uh, it was actually better to have a, a wider lens, believe it or not. Like, like a cell phone camera lens? No, oh heavens no. <laughs> uh, but I will tell you this: I, I did get a chance to add. Uh, probably two dozen photos to my ever-growing collection of idiots taking photos with iPads. Nice. So, uh, so uh, just real quick before we get uh, really started here, Joe is currently uh, at a photo walk. Uh, we're going to try to get him in here now, but I don't oh. know if it's going to work. Um, so if he pops in, we're going to act like we've been talking about something really important and uh, and make him think that he missed something huge. Like like Canon declaring bankruptcy. Yes, uh, which they may uh, they may actually do. Uh, really, the so we're kind of winging it this week. Uh, we don't have a whole <laughs> lot of news, mainly because again I was in Vegas and should, uh, should be the, should this be the time we create the news story everybody talks about? Yes, um, but before we get to that, we'll go ahead and, and see if you guys have any highlights. Uh, if you guys have been shooting anything in particular, I know uh, Josh, you took a, a week off from life it seemed, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did? Yeah, um, so I, I, are you talking about the, the trip out and back? Yeah, you're off the grid. Yeah, I, I, uh, I pretty much, I had a memorial service to go to for my grandmother. And, um, long, long story short, she passed away very, you know, very late in life. So she, she had a lot of good memories, a lot of good stuff. And it was kind of the wanting to go honor my grandmother to take the trip out there. So it ended up being a last minute book a flight from Sunday night, leave. Tuesday morning uh, from Orlando to Boston and back. Flew JetBlue, which is actually a fantastic airline. Uh, they, You can do two bags, and they didn't care what size. I brought my, um, I forget what type, my, my side-loading uh, camera bag and actually fit right under the seats. And uh, so I was able to stick my, my camera with me the whole time. I actually had a great experience traveling with them. They care about your luggage. They booked me and my brother together. Uh, when we were separated, they put our seats together. So good experience with them. Highly recommended. 
uh, and then made it up to made it up to Boston. Went up to the family in New Hampshire. Uh, did the memorial service and actually ended up being able to take a photo walk through my hometown that I spent years shooting film with and just riding around on my bike. And it's kind of where I learned photography. And after being in Florida for seven, nine years now, I think somewhere in nine years, you forget what you had until you go back six years later. And you look back and you realize, wow, my hometown has architecture. My hometown has, <laughs> you know, giant brick buildings, old mill buildings, you know, church steeples by the dozen. You uh, live in a town with to, grass huts. Uh, <laughs> I know they they have a they have a giant skydiving arena. Wow. Um, and a Red Robin that the closest one here is forty five minutes to arena. But um, but yeah. Long story short, it, it opened my eyes and made me go around and, and look at things differently and realize what I'd been missing before I, when I was developing my photographic eye as a kid, you know, from 16 to 20 or whatever it was. And it was just really interesting to, to go back now that I've kind of been, my experiences developed from, you know, just riding around on a bike with a 35 millimeter to coming back with a DSLR and a prime lens versus having a little telephoto and things like that. And how, how the stuff I missed and the stuff I took for granted, you know, taking for granted living in a city that has a bunch of brick buildings and a lot of perspective and a lot of architecture, things that go way up. And then you spend years in Florida where, you know, uh, you end up taking pictures of the sky or people and then going back and realizing like there's more to take there. And, you know, I guess the, the lesson learned is that wherever you're at, Try to figure ways to appreciate it more and find the details and find the stuff. And then if, if, you, if you're not getting it, go take a refresh and come back and then everything looks different. That's kind of what I got. It was kind of like getting a, a mind reboot. I'm kind of looking at things differently now and trying to appreciate where I'm at a little bit more. And all that. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a, um, a mind reset when you come back and you look at, man, I missed that. You know, man, I missed that. Now, now that my brain has learned what to look for more, and I've kind of developed my my camera eye better. So I ended up taking a couple pictures, and not all of them are great, but there's some really cool ones. And it's just more of a a way to explore what what I missed before, and a way to see things and see how things have changed. So, but yeah, it was a nice thing. Amazing to be able to get a photo walk in the middle of a 39 hour tour. Bender. <laughs> Back Good. home, so. A bender without yeah, I've been, the booze. Four thirty. <laughs> if you can't read my lower half, I'm drinking coffee right now. You're drinking coffee, and it's almost time for half of us to go to bed. Exactly. <laughs> That's just to get you through this next hour. No sleep till Brooklyn, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, you uh, do anything this week? Uh, last weekend, I attended a lighting workshop, or uh, about light painting workshop, oh, nice. in the town that I grew up in, which is just south of me. Um, the guy that put it on knew somebody who was like this. He's like an electrical engineer, mechanical engineer, lighting, light painting, like guru. I don't know. He had the coolest stuff. <laughs> um, and it's pretty cool because, like, I'll show a couple other pictures real quick and just kind of go over what the setups were that he used. But um, so, like, this first picture, um, this was the simplest wow. rig there. This is a hula hoop with LED Christmas lights taped to it with electrical tape. And he just walked towards the camera, twisting it in, like, semi-circle. Wow. And as he walked towards the camera, it you know, you can see over here 
towards the right, you know, there's actually like a street light in the background. It, kind of it, like it legitimately the looks like a graphic design it, done yeah. in like right. Photoshop it, or something. Like somebody actually drew that, not took right. it. Right. And it was, like I said, the simple. You're not able to see right now. Yeah. Um, the ne this next shot shows up. How well the screen sharing's working here. Can you see the other one? Give it a second. It's, no. it's coming. Okay. Um, here, let me try this. There we go. All right. So this one right here, oh, wow. is it showing up now? Yes. Okay. So this is basically, um, I think it was a 12 or 13 minute exposure to make this shot. Wow. Uh, the green symbols. I mean, each one of those, you know, is an individual station on this wheel that he's got these stops on, you know, that he just slowly rotated it around till he did a complete revolution. Then we'd put a black card in front of the lens, and then he'd bring up another thing, like the center ring that's orange is actually a firework that he spun around. Um, like I said, his wife is the one modeling here, and if you can see off to her right, she's actually leaning on an umbrella so that she could stand still, still. for, like, the 12 <laughs> minutes to expose it. That's incredible. Yeah, he was. Uh, Wait, how long did you say the exposure was? I think it was twelve minutes for that. Wow, I've never. You know, you know, so I've heard of the black card trick. It's cool to actually see it. You know, in oh yeah, working. and you know, he got the, you know, in between the individual, you know, setups. You know, he was testing out the light to make sure he had everything on the proper rotational axis and stuff like that. You know, so that's pretty wild. Um, then afterwards, we went to the downtown and did a little nighttime photography downtown, and I always have to have. A self-portrait from the back. <laughs> I don't know why that's... <laughs> Would you say that's your best angle? Indeed. You know, that's... <laughs> is, is that you? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Oh, okay. Was was that shot on Olympus, or was that somebody else shooting with something else? No, that's my camera. Yep. That was with the... The uh, OMD? The OMD, yeah, and the 9 to 18 millimeter at 9 millimeter, so... So but, obviously uh, tripods were an important... Uh, yes. Yeah. Heavy tripods? The heavy aluminum Vanguard that I'm toting around. <laughs> You know, but anyway, that you were talking about today. Yeah, it sucks lugging that thing around. I mean, the cam, the the tripod that I have was made for a DSLR with a battery grip and a bigger lens, so it's overkill for what I carry now. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I shot this weekend. It was a it was a blast. Sweet. Yeah that that looks like that looks like some really really good light painting. I like I like him thinking out of the box with the. The twelve minute exposure and that's insane. Resetting and that was that was just some of the simplest ones too. I mean, you know, he's got some other ones that are just they're mind blowingly simple, but the effect is just astounding. Like uh, a ten speed wheel with again LEDs wrapped around it, and then on the shaft, he has the shaft that's half the length of the diameter. You know, so it's the radius of it, and basically it pivots on that. And if you roll the wheel around in a circle on that axis. It creates a zigzag dome of light. I can't even begin to explain how cool it is, but again, it just shows you that LEDs and just simple household objects and a long exposure can just give you incredible results. So I encourage people to get out there with some lights and, and play around. Yeah, actually a while back um, I took, this was about three years ago now, I was out at a friend's house who just happens to have a backyard that's really dark at night, which is hard to find around here in a lot of places. So I went in his backyard, had a little Velbun tripod, you know, one of those old tripods, and threw my XD up on there and did uh, bulb exposures. Um, and we got some cool stuff. We took a we took a color changing app on an iPhone 
yeah. the, the, you know, I love you stuff. What ended up happening, though, is I ended up starting to notice pictures where the, the, the background sky and the stars started coming out. Right. So I started experimenting where I'd stick my face in for about three to ten seconds in the exposure and pull out, and you end up with, like, this double exposure effect. Go, little, little ghosting. Yeah, the, the ghosting, mm-hmm. and I would encourage people to do it. I actually, there was one result I got where I had the moon on my porch. First apartment uh, in first first apartment in the Space Coast in Florida, and the moon, the full moon, just happened to be like literally backlighting me. If I sat on my porch facing my door, and it was the second floor, so I, I had nothing behind me but sky and moon. So I started doing exposures, and I was able to get ghost stuff where it literally looked like you could see the porch rails through me. And so it looked like a double exposure without doing a double exposure. So I encourage people to maybe try that. Um, it Basically what you have to do is you kind of have to sneak in and really hold still for a second and jump out really quickly or um, put something in, in there. And you can kind of get a double exposure effect without on cameras that can't do double exposure. It's a great way to do it. You could use a flashlight, aim at your camera, get the exposure right, or use like a spotlight or car headlight or something. And it's it's a cool it's a cool way to do an exposure. It's usually about thirty seconds or bulb setting if you've got a trigger. It's it's a fun way to do that too. It's a cool little trick. Or some sort of modified trigger if you're using a trigger trap. Hooray! Exactly. Which they just actually um, they said mentioned this morning. I didn't follow up on it at all because why would I do that? Uh, <laughs> uh, but they just oh boy here we go and he dropped out. This is why we're not inviting you, Joe. San Francisco has horrible Wi-Fi. Um, but they did just announce, or they're getting ready to announce some major uh, update, which I'm assuming is to their Android app, which is exciting uh, because for those of us that don't use an iPhone but really like the trigger trap, uh, it's nice to kind of get... Uh, what is what is the Android app lacking that the iOS um, app has? There are a couple things, and it's it's um, it's got a lot to do with the way that it... Um, the way that the sounds are sent because Android is so fragmented, um, the, the tones that come out of the device are actually different across each phone. So uh-huh. there are a couple things that it can't do. And it's, it's got something to do with the camera too. Um, and yeah, I, I, it was Android specific that they announced. Yeah. Today, so. Uh, I wanted to look it up here. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, so that'll be good, but uh, cool. That, yeah, those were so we'll uh, we'll throw um, the link to Jamie's light painting photos up on uh, up there. So good stuff, good stuff. Um, I actually also uh, I, I actually did a little light painting myself this past week, um, two weekends ago actually was uh, the big bridal, the big glam, the dress bridal shoot, um, which is now completed and the photos are up. Um, I got to do something that I'm pretty sure. Uh, at least 50% of all husbands wish they could say, uh, I shot my wife. Uh, <laughs> it was very exciting. Um, but uh, it was it was her and, and two of her, her real good friends. And uh, we traveled down to so- uh, Southwest Virginia to do that. It was a lot of fun. And the good news is, is that I think I can... Um... Oh, hang on. I'm getting a phone call from Joe. Oh, Lord. I have no idea where it's coming from. It's just noises. Hello, caller. You're number five. <laughs> number six on your dial, but number one in your hearts. It's Joe Stern, who is calling me separately. This ought to screw things up, so I'll just close that and invite <laughs> him back in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it, I think uh, the most important thing to come out of that shoot was that uh, I feel like I've got a lot more confidence in dealing with brides. Um, 
And it was also kind of neat, too, because one of the brides that was part of the shoot uh, was actually the very first set of engagement photos. I, I did her and her husband's engagement photos, and it was the very first engagement photos that I ever did, you know, actually for money and, and um, as, a, as a paying job. And just having her... Oh, boy. Hey, guys. Oh, dear. <laughs> so that's... Rock, I, I really... I can't believe that, that Canon's actually threatened to file Chapter 11 bankruptcy because yeah. you would think a company like that, but to hear that news come out in the last 30 minutes is absolutely uh, insane. That was the craziest thing. Wait, what? It's, it's all over like, stoppers and Pedipixel and yeah. everywhere. I mean, B&H even has a link up right now. What is going on? Well, I mean, I guess... Canon's filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy as of 8 o'clock tomorrow morning uh, Eastern Standard. You're kidding. Yeah, it's no, it's the wildest thing that it, they're I, citing. They're citing iPhones and Olympus as the problem, along with Fuji and other small uh, manufacturers. So let me get this straight. So they released a twelve thousand dollar lens. It's not even that great, and they're filing for Chapter Eleven. But did and, you ever think that maybe the twelve thousand dollar lens was a a sign that they're struggling and and really grasping for straws here? Probably. Yeah. yeah. So. So, I, don't know. I just wanted to show you guys uh, this. It, well, you, I unfortunately kind of missed part of it. The ridiculous <laughs> photo walkers here. Is that a homeless Canon employee? <laughs> might, be, might be. At this rate, I had no idea. But uh, but basically, anybody I've ever met out here that's related to photo stuff is at this event. You it should ask insane. if anybody's heard the news. Uh, well, actually, now that I just heard the news, because I'm pretty sure nobody has. But, Maybe um, but, you know, let everybody it's... know what's going on, then. That's your job. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm going to be the guy that brings the whole group down. That's going to be me, apparently. Mm. Look at that 5D Mark III discontinued. <laughs> well, yeah, shit. I, guess I, I might have to... Language! Change. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I might have to change what I want to do. You can bleep it out. <laughs> we know it's news. bad news, Joe, yeah. but not that bad. Yeah, well, I don't know. Kind of bad news to me, mm. but anyway, so, yeah. That guy in front of you in the jacket and khakis. Jacket. And khakis. It introduces to some of some of your photo walk peeps, Joe. Oh, you want me to find people I know? Yeah, find, pe- yeah. find somebody you know and put put the headphones on them so that we can say hello to them as well. Okay. Random, random street interviews. This will be like uh, the jaywalking with, on the Leno show. Because I'm pretty sure I'm not internet famous, but sure. We have can, people watching, Joe. Make us laugh. Oh, we we have people watching. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Brent. Do you want to say hi to some of my friends? Hi. Back in Maryland. Oh, this is the F stops here. Oh, we're actually okay. live. Well, hi. You want to say hi in a second? Wait, where am I talking? I'll say whatever you want. Yeah. Just no cursing. That's all hey, I ask. Hi. Hey, Brett. Come on. <laughs> hi. Hi, uh, my name's Zach. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Can you do me a favor and, and tell Joe that Cannon's not actually going bankrupt, but uh, yes. everybody everybody enjoyed him freaking out. Oh, they just want to reassure you that Cannon is going bankrupt, and they are recalling. <laughs> <laughs> this is playing telephone. <laughs> this is awesome. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey. how you doing? Can you can you please tell Joe that Canon is not going bankrupt? Canon is not going bankrupt. Yes. No. Oh, oh. 
Twelve thousand dollar lens. You're not gonna go bankrupt. Yeah. Exactly. Well, why, would you, why would you sell a twelve thousand dollar lens? I know. I already got two on order, so <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. So yeah, this is a yeah. So this is uh, Josh, Jamie, and Zach. And cool, cool. This is our normal film time. See, so. there's like a little dog on the. You guys see that? What does the dog shoot with? Uh, Canon, obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not for much longer. Uh, that's that's. Yeah, this is Canon. That's looking yeah. nice. What what lens is on there? Uh, it's a 16 to 28. Uh, it's a tuck So it's a 2.8. I like it a lot. So. 2.8 is a solid aperture. It is. It is. I try to buy all my lenses. Any with sort of a zoom, it's got to be 2.8. Uh, how's that strap working for you? I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It's uh, much more comfortable to walk around with because it's actually quite a heavy lens. So. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't feel it anymore. It's so. awesome. I like all right, well, I'm going to give you back to Joe. Thanks, okay. guys. Nice meeting you. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hey. So that was a nice, elaborate ruse. We, Nate, was... Joe, we need you to do random gear interviews. This would be the best thing. Interview random, random Joe people. Joe on the street. <laughs> Wait. Well, this we're going to call it Joe walking and then get sued by Jay Leno. <laughs> we're, uh, we're getting word now live from our Joe on the street. Uh, Joe, what do you see out there? <laughs> a lot of people, lots and lots of people. Taking a lot of pictures. people that would, a lot of people that would never believe that Canon declared bankruptcy. Yep, yep, except for me. Apparently, I'm an idiot. So, apparently, I'm just. I want to try to. I, I know Lisa's right up here, so I'm going to see if I can grab her. Yeah, tell her that we just oh. made the announcement that Canon went bankrupt, and see if she believes yeah. it. Yeah, see if she believes it. Okay, that's one way to do it. Um, I don't think it's going to go well. This but, also uh, just a reminder: we are never doing live interviews again. <laughs> All I can hear is people. I, can, I, can hang up. I mean, I don't. If you guys are bothered, we can me. hang up on you. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't done that yet. So, let me see if I can find her. Unfortunately, I actually think this is adding some weird sort of production value to this. Here's the production. You should it's see a, what I'm wearing. I can we can see it, Joe. It's a collared shirt, striped collared shirt, and you've got your yellow pants. Yep, and your two uh, your two black rabbit straps choking you. Well, one's actually my ten by two, but you know, tomatoes. So you you look like a jewelry salesman in New York City. Oh, thanks. I think that's not a compliment. Um, it might not be. It's not. No, it's not a compliment, is it? All right, I don't know nice where shirt. she. Is. Your phone, your phone needs a better water filter. Your shirt's killing me. <laughs> Best joke ever. Boom. Boom. Well, I was trying to call you guys back with my iPad. This is actually... It, and neutral that doesn't look ridiculous on the street. <laughs> ridiculous when I'm walking down the street, honestly. I mean, that's no, goal, guys, I'm, so. I'm just here on... Yeah, no, you want to see everybody? Okay, there you go. <laughs> Then you can so take pictures of it. An iPad, iPad, pad, video, broad, video broadcaster person. I would actually what? think that's more acceptable. Is that really more acceptable? I would think so. You need I, some sort of a shoulder rig to hold it out in front of you, though. You want me to get probably a in the gun style. Am I actually hearing shutters? Oh, you probably are. Because I'm around people taking what, pictures. What are, what are people taking pictures of Joe on the street? Joe's ridiculous pants. Ooh. Probably. 
I've never of old seen signs. It. I've and, never seen and, a door in an old sign before. Oh, yeah, you well, haven't seen that. Probably not those two. You haven't. Yeah. I just did. Yeah, empty, empty sign frame on concrete building. All right. Um, where, where are you guys at specifically, if you don't mind disclosing your secret location? Uh, we are right across the street from the San Francisco Chronicle. Oh, wow. Okay. That's where Spider-Man worked, right? Uh, you're thinking New York City, but close. Whatever. Well, you, you want to say so hi to some of my friends? Yes, let's say hi to your friends, Joe. Oh, so, this is... Uh, Headphone splitters next time. Hello. Hi. Hi. Who is this? I'm Corey. I'm the oh, Google hi. local community manager for San Francisco. Oh, wow. And we're here on the photo wall. What are you shooting with? Uh, an Android, of course. Oh, of course. Oh, what am I shooting with? Actually, I'm shooting with a Samsung camera. Ooh. That runs the Android operating system. <laughs> I'm pretty hot. Pretty high. Are you liking it? I am. We we actually work with it at events a lot. We can go right into party mode and upload right to Google Local or upload right to Google Plus. We really enjoy it. Sweet. Cool. Cool. Well, I will give you back Co to wait, Joe. Co Co Corey, uh, what year did you graduate? Uh, college. Yes. <laughs> In '04. Really? Oh. We're going to ask her that question right now. Where did yeah. you go? Oh, yeah, Joe. Where did she go to school? I went to Virginia Tech. Exactly. No You're welcome. Gotcha. What year did you graduate? Oh, six, but it was only a year. It was a year late, so. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Well, you're a late bloomer. Don't worry about no, it. No, I, I stuck around for the victory lap. <laughs> you know what? If I could have gotten away with it, yeah. I would have. Yeah. Actually, let me take a picture of you all in the hangout. Hold on. Oh, yes. Damn it. Now what I've done. I kept mashing the buttons talking to you. We can make this the, the ultimate meta episode right here. We're gonna go totally meta. There we go. What I should really do is videotape you. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> I really like the uh, the the branding that got put right in our view, which all it's all you could read was Galaxy. Yes, stops here sponsored by Samsung. <laughs> you guys want to check it out? We that are. That sounds like a great idea. Brand oh. new T-shirt picture today, and you can be the first one to see it. Whoa. That's fantastic. We have to go lower. Let me oh. just look at my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're doing All right. There you go. For those of you listening to the audio, video can you should, help. Yeah, you should really fun. watch the video. Oh, man, this place is priceless. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Um, thank you. Give you back to Joe, and hopefully we will run into you again. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Hi, guys. What's up, Moir? Joe. <laughs> Guy Joe. Moir, private eye. Private eye, Joe, yep. Joe, are those French cuffs you've got on? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, French cuffs. I know, right? What do your cufflinks yeah. look like? Cufflinks look like look really like bullets, yo. <laughs> I wish poker chips. It's got poker chips. Yeah, oh, uh, just nice ones. What am I Oh, come on. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, there's a bunch of people on the street here. Trust me, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one wearing yellow pants and cufflinks. I can't believe our viewers Wait. dropped a zero. Zero. Causing seizures. 
they were watching their LCDs sideways and it was hurting their eyes. Could happen. <laughs> if you turn Joe's shirt counterclockwise, you get you dizzy see two and people pass kissing out. or two candlesticks. Oh, it's a sailboat. Oh, and it's going. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I, there's no way I'm going to actually get. Brian, you want to say hello? Hello. We're doing a live podcast. Yeah. No, thank you. Hello. Hey. Yes. Hey, you want to say hello? We're doing a live podcast. No, I don't. Thanks. Our viewer count just went to negative two. Yeah, people are actually saying don't watch the show. Mostly because of Joe's Okay. Pants all right. You want me to go now? Okay. Good talking to you, Joe. Nice to talk about that. Mm -hmm. All right, it's been a pleasure. Um, Thanks for coming in, Joe. I think um, I loved it. So, well, I don't know. Maybe uh, we'll try this again sometime or something if we have to. I'd love to uh, give you guys a peek of what I'm actually shooting next week. I'll go out Uh, in my front yard next week. We'll do that. (laughs) Jamie, Jamie, no, honestly, you started this because you were podcasting on a beach, okay? You're you're not going to be on the show next week. I can ask Joe, are you? Are you on Are you on Edge Wi-Fi? Where are you on right now? I'm like, on uh, Hamster. HS Plus. Yeah, I'm on Hamster. Why? Is, is it really it's, bad? It's, it's, no, it's actually not too oh, bad of a feat considering you're, you're on... It's making your shirt look really ugly. Noir. Well, um, <laughs> that may not be the phone. Oh. I mean, oh. 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 <laughs> It's it's because you're shooting vertical video, which is honestly killing me to no extent. Is this oh, better? See, okay, now I'm happy. Is this better? No. no. Except now your your Android failed at life, so. Yeah, I think I lost you guys. All right. I think it's Neo sunglasses. Oh, thanks. It's thanks. that unproprietary software. <laughs> All right, well, I think I'll let you guys go so you guys can get back to well, thanks, for, thanks for letting Bye, us go. Okay. You're awesome, Joe. We love you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see you in two weeks. All right, sounds good. <laughs> we'll look at our podcast another time. No, oh, thanks. thanks. I thought you were uh, leaving. Okay, goodbye. I am leaving. <laughs> yep. Hang up on me. What? Don't worry, I did. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? What just happened? I don't know. I feel like it was an alternate dimension. I don't even remember. What were we talking about legitimately before we left? Messing with Joe. Yeah, and it worked out so well. Bravo to you, gentlemen. Bravo. Hey, I got a topic. Remember we were going to talk about DJs? Yes, uh, but real quick, I I remembered what we were talking about. So I actually did light painting with sparklers uh, in in the background of the brides. It was really cool. First off, I was amazed that three women could stand still for that long. Uh, in the freezing talking. cold in wedding dresses. Like what? Yeah, how how cold was it? Uh, so it was it was fine during the day, but uh, towards the evening because so long story short, the it took them three and a half hours to get their hair done because their wow. hairdresser was terrible. Um, so we didn't get started until four o'clock and oh, we shot for the vendor right. Yeah, well, it was we weren't really concerned about the vendors. We didn't think it would take that long, but um, so it uh. So we started at four and shot for four hours. So by the time the sun was getting ready to go down, it started to get cold, and then it started to sprinkle. And oh, wow. uh, and so there's three gorgeous women standing outside in their wedding dresses. Uh, in and, white. <laughs> in white. Yeah. Well, it was kind of yellowed at that point in time because they'd been running around all of God's green earth. <laughs> and um, so their husbands 
I was shooting, and the the two other girls' husbands were the sparkler boys. They had had a few drinks. It was pretty funny, actually. Um, and they're, like, hiding behind them, lighting the sparklers, and then running out and dancing all over. It was great. Uh, That's but, awesome. Yeah, it was... Um, so I'll throw the link up to those if anybody's interested in seeing them then. Um, but, so, yeah, so... Speaking of, of really bad vendors, um, or good vendors, or whatever, uh, one of the things that Jamie had brought up as a possible topic was was talking about um, communicating on a wedding shoot with the other vendors uh, yes. and its importance. So, Jamie, take it away. Uh, I just wanted to mention that, you know, I've only done a couple of weddings, like three, and and the three weddings that I've done, I think DJ, communicating with the DJ is probably one of the most important things aside from communicating directly with the bride because um, he knows the rotation of the songs as far as what's going to be coming up because the bride will have already given him or the wedding planner will have given him you know these are the um these are the songs we're going to do these are the the events we're going to do you know whether it's the the garter toss or the bouquet toss all that stuff you know, the big things he knows when they're coming up and generally it's something that's been worked out in advance with him and the bride the three djs that i've dealt with all had a timeline already printed out and they were cool enough to let me, just, you know, I, first thing I do when I get there is I find the DJ. After I've got yeah. established with the brides, I go straight to the DJ. I give him my card. He gives me his. Um, and we just kind of talk, you know, back and forth about, you know, planning out how we're going to communicate so that I know what's coming up next, you know. Or I can, I have actually used the DJ to rustle people up for me to get certain shots. Because, I mean, the one person that's going to be able to get everybody's attention is the guy with the big microphone that everybody's listening to for, you know, cues on what's going on next. So, I mean, I really don't have a whole lot more to add to it than that, other than and just he's he's the guy that knows everything that's going on, the sequence of events that are going to happen, and he can get people's attention for you. So, And the, the other thing to remember, too, is he's usually, at least he's got one spot. You know, you're moving everywhere. He's the stationary object. So the wedding planner is usually headed for him first. So being able to, because I've done so much second shooting, I've been kind of been a, been able to be a fly on the wall for a lot of stuff and see how things interact. And one of the things I've noticed is that, especially with wedding planners that you know are doing the wedding kind of same day versus you know, having planned before and they've already communicated. Most of the time, they've already communicated ahead of time, but half the time, you know, the fly-by-wire kind of thing where the wedding's running late and then they're talking to the DJ and they're they're you know communicating with the DJ kind of, you know, last second sometimes. And uh, that that's one thing I've always noticed is that, at least in my experience, is that the wedding planner, if they don't know what to do, they're going, they're they're headed for the stationary person first. So, yep. Um, and, and then another thing, too, that I've done is I always get shots of the DJ. I mean, this is just my own yes. thing. I get shots of the DJ doing his thing. He's got my card. I give him access to freely take the shots that I took of him. And that way, you know, you're kind of hooking him up and he can hook you up by passing your name on because he's going to get to see what your work is like, you know. I actually make it a point, especially if it's a DJ who's who's really on his game, you know, I make it a point to try to take a couple of good pictures and I'll make sure to get his email or his card yeah. and I'll actually send him those pictures. Be like, hey, I took some pictures of you. You may want it for your business or whatever. Right. And I'll make sure there's a watermark and he there never had a problem with that. You know, there's a right. watermark with a link or something in there. That and it's, it's kind yep. of, you know, I, I hate to, I'm not using him, but it's a great way to free advertise. He ends up with a great picture of himself, you know, because sometimes these DJs will be amazing and they won't have a great picture. So you might be able to at least just give him something to toss his way because he helped you with the wedding. And it's just, I, I 
I think of it as professional courtesy. Yeah. Yeah, especially especially if he goes out of his way to help you. I I've been blessed. I was blessed to do a wedding. The, the wedding I shot solo uh, ended up with a DJ. He had actually used to DJ for Paris Hilton's nightclub. So he's got a computer with like a million songs on it. And he's just pro. He's straight up pro. He has the up lighting going, so they got the purple lighting. It was a tiny little building, but the lighting really put it in a different place other than a realtor's conference room. And um, so he did it really pro. He knew when to get people going. He played all the songs the bride wanted. You know, that's an important thing. When they're just trying to play songs to get people up versus getting songs to get the people that really matter up. So when, when you have the bride dancing all night, you get great shots, and you get fun shots, and you get pictures of the bride that you want, pictures of the groom you want, because they're all up and interacting. And there's there's definitely a difference between a DJ who's there just trying to get it done and a DJ who's there actually trying to create an experience. And you, you notice the different things like that, but communication is so important because lots of times we've ended up where the wedding's running late and the DJ's sitting there, and, and you kind of can tell he's about to switch it up. And if you kind of establish a rapport, like you say, you meet him right the moment you show up, you meet him, you, you get names, you kind of introduce yourself. and you know, Even if he's a little standoffish, you kind of get a lay of the land and, and understand what he's about to do. And So, you know, when, when you get to it, at least you're able to lean over and go, hey, when's the cake coming? Are you going to do the cake now? And timelines switch up, and at least you're kind of getting an eye communication from him and things like that. So, yeah, communication with the, the DJ is definitely essential. Another cool thing, thing I, like to do is, uh, I use the DJ as a place to keep my gear. There's nobody oh, there. yeah. He's messing with the DJ stuff. So never yeah. had an issue with them letting me put a bag under a table or at least no. somewhere where well, you it, would, it would kind of seem to me like uh unless you know it's a, on rare occasion you're probably not the first photographer the DJ has worked with, which means he's probably going to be oh. used to a lot of what you're doing. So yeah, right. that's been my experience so far as you know, as soon as I come over with a card out He's got his out. I mean, it's like yeah. it's just this, you know, the Harley guys going down the road and they do that with their hands. You know, I mean, it's yeah. the same. Thing. He just knew what was coming on all three occasions. So, is that Joe? I think Joe's been abducted. Okay, oh, hey guys, I'm back. I'm breaking in. Guy more. Cool. Are they on right now? Are we on? Now coming live from the street. Hey, hey, can you hear me? I've been so it's all good. Is that is that Google Glass? I'm gonna there? say words. Is this an exclusive? Can you hear you? Sure. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Just for hearing. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, we are here at Trey and Thomas Hawk's photo walk. Uh, I think it might be a record-breaking photo walk. Uh, we might have. I think the record is 380 or something like that, and I'm pretty sure we're closer to 400 than that. Um, yes. Here's Brian Matias. He's the community manager for Google Plus. Uh, Hi, Brian. I'm hanging out right now. Hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. This is the new uh, <laughs> logo for uh, Google Plus Photos. Amazing. Oh. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> cool. Very cool. I, I'm going to um, throw a recorder question. I know. Anyway, I'm going to. Are you here? Yeah, look out for photos. To Trey Radcliffe's page if you want to see the live stream that's happening right now. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Does, 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 does this mean the death of Picasso? Oh no, we'll never get an answer. Picasso has been dead for a long time. <laughs> oh, Joe, you sound like a robot. See, see Joe, I, I, I'm going to fault you for not telling us this was the Thomas Hawk photo walk. 
Oh, okay. I'm sorry, because I didn't want you guys to get it, but I was ditching you for somebody kind of cooler. Yeah, no. no, no. Guess who's getting ready to get ejected now? God. No, I, I don't think you guys realize that Brian is like the photo manager for Google+. Yes. Like, he no, is the guy I, in charge I, know, I, I was about to fanboy on him if he actually started talking. Yeah, I was going to try to get him, but unfortunately him and, oh, where's uh, Trey and all of them um, if, are if running around like this. Trey or Thomas on, we forgive you for, for that shirt. Like oh, Trey or Tom, nothing could ever forgive Joe for that shirt. Guys, <laughs> I don't know, but I will look for them and I will see what I can do. I'll see if I can at least get them to say hi. Does that count? No. That that would that would no. count for you know plus one, Joe, plus one. Oh, good Google reference, Josh. Good Google just a, reference. Just a plus one. Is that how it is? So just a plus one. Alright, well, I think I have totally lost the chance to find it. captivating. I know, right? You should talk amongst yourself. All we have to do is We can't because your outside noise is taking the. Uh, God. Hey, Mark Miller. Um, oh, perfect. Mark Miller says that we should keep. It was that easy. Yeah. We should keep what? He he says we need to keep Joe talking to people on the street. Mm. Versus keeping him as a regular on the show, I love it. It's fantastic. He needs to be our roving reporter. We could oh, actually wait, I think get, like a news segment. Like I do like that. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, important. Uh, keep uh, keep a good uh, relationship, I guess, with um, with the vendors. And now, is it? Do you find that the DJ is the most? Like the only person that you talk to? I've actually found uh, the last couple experiences was keep the, um, especially the wedding I did in Jacksonville, we had a high quality caliber of people that were running the wedding. So you had a good country club that was moving the food quick and, and taking care of all the, the arrangements quick and had everything set up on time and, and knew how to set everything up. And then you had wedding planners that actually had a floor plan. So when we were driving in, we were already aware of how we were going to shoot the actual ceremony and it was all in one place so you know the ceremony is outside reception is inside so communicating with the wedding planners is essential but they they wanted to communicate oh, stand by oh uh, wait hold up now we're going back live to joe on the street that is him right here over here your name is Curtis. I feel like I'm watching Occupy Wall Street, <laughs> but with cameras. Well, <laughs> I, I have never seen so many cannons out at once. It sucks that company's going under. We'll find him and get people out of tickets before. Yeah, we we may yeah. actually have a live exclusive of this photo op. Uh, it wouldn't be exclusive. I know there's other people live broadcasting. Sorry. Sorry. I, I wish I could get a, tell you guys it's a live exclusive, but it is definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Whenever you want. Whenever you want. Okay? I just wanted to, you know. Every time we hang up on you, you yeah, keep just, coming back. We'll just mute him for right now. We'll take him in chunks. 
Um, oh my god, he really, he's like a train robber derailing <laughs> this hangout. Um, yeah, anything else on the weddings? Um, but yeah, t- wedding planners are really essential because they'll, they'll communicate to the DJ if you can't get to the DJ. And uh, we actually had wedding planners we were talking to the entire night, and it, it actually made the wedding go really smoothly. We ran into actually having time to sit down and eat. The, the caterers had created meals for us, um, like a giant chicken wrap with fruit and craziness. It was, it was amazing. It was like a r- ridiculously awesome vendor meal. Carboloaded up than I did in my own wedding. Hours. Um, but, you know, we were actually able to sit down with the wedding planners and chat with them for a second, and we were kind of all on the same level, and it really made the wedding go really smoothly. So, you know, when it was kind of like, hey, we're doing the last dance, or hey, we're doing this, or I, I don't think we kind of, the last dance happened after we left because it was running late. But um, it wasn't really the last dance anyway. But it was, it was, the communication was fantastic enough to where we could leave knowing we got the pictures we wanted. And we could also leave knowing we got the pictures they wanted. And we were, we were just shooting pictures everywhere because... We not only had the freedom, but we were able to kind of sneak around and, and you know, had, had everybody's complete cooperation and, you know, we could cooperate with them. And it was just, it was a really good experience when you have everybody that really wants to communicate with each other and it's not like, because sometimes I've been in situations where it's kind of like everybody, you know, ponies up and it's like, this is my corner and I don't want you in my corner. And I've had to deal with that and that's that's been rough. So when you have everybody on the same page, DJ, wedding planner, photographer, it, it makes it go so well, and and the bride and groom are so happy. And so yeah, I've, I've seen the best of both worlds, uh, and it's it's definitely important to communicate. Even if they don't want to communicate, keep talking to them because that's the only way you're gonna get your pictures. Fair enough. So um, there actually was a, a couple pieces of news. I think it was this week, or if it wasn't, it was from the last show. Um, and Jamie, you could probably uh, speak the best on this. I think uh, Olympus had an announcement or something this week, didn't they? No, I don't know what you're talking about. No, nothing, nothing, <laughs> really, nothing really big to come out of that camp at all. Nah, the Pen EP5 was announced officially announced. I mean, you know how it is nowadays. Of course, it was leaked pretty well in advance, and almost all the specs were were right on during the leaks. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool camera. It's, Olympus's first camera with built-in Wi-Fi, which is pretty cool. Allows for some uh, some nice ways of working with your camera. Not only can you transfer, you know, images um, and movies to your iPad, Android tablet, phone, whatever. Um, you can use it as a remote for your camera too. So once you pair it with your with your dev- with your Android or iPhone or whatever, um, you actually see what the camera sees. It's like a live view display, um, nice. and you can actually touch. Your uh, your mobile device, whatever, wherever you touch it on the screen, that's going to become your focus point, kind of the way that it works on, you know, an iPhone or an Android phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's touch to focus. You can trigger it. Um, it's got built-in uh, time lapse, which is kind of cool. And that's another one of those things where it'll process the time lapse in camera, and then you can actually shoot it to your device too via that. Wow. Um, and I know, is it Uzac that's used the iFi card and had problems? Uh, Joe did, I believe. So, okay, so this is pretty cool, the way this Wi-Fi works on the camera. I won't keep too much of your time with this information. No, that's why we brought it up. So the way you pair your uh, your phone or tablet with the camera is pretty cool. You hit the Wi-Fi button on the back of your screen, 
and displays a QR code. And then you open no. up the Olympus Image and you open up the Olympus Image Share app and what? you scan the code and it adds a uh, it adds a wireless profile to your device. So that from then on it's it's always there. And what's kind of cool about it is that um you can pair like six devices with your camera. So for me, I was thinking the cool thing might be, let's say at a wedding or whatever, you can set up your pen like up in a corner up high on a tripod. And you can have, you know, five other people other than yourself have access to that camera. They can just randomly walk by and, and trigger it. You know, as long as they're in Wi-Fi range, they have access to trigger the camera. So you can actually trigger it over the Wi-Fi too? Oh, no, yeah, totally. totally. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, you can record. Like I said, you know, not only can you transfer movies and uh, images and time lapses and all that stuff from the camera directly to your device, you can actually control the camera. I mean, literally control the camera. You wow, see what the display sees on the back of the camera. So you can change settings, all of that. Yeah, that's what I'm looking here at it. Uh, it looks like they've really... So one of the neat things that I saw about it was that it's actually based on a 50-year-old design. Yes, um, it's... Uh, the Pen this F. This is the 50th anniversary of the Pen F, so that's kind of what this harkens to, is that design. design. I had a hands-on yet. They're very extremely limited on mm. units that they could, you know, hand out and go into all the big sites like DP Review and uh, and Gadget. But it's wild because it looks so simple. Yeah, like it, it really does look very not not simple bad, but very simple. Like you're not going to have to do a lot to figure this one out. And that this is this has been my my dream and my hope and my uh, my desires that someday Canon decides to see the light and decides to come up with like an AE one or something like a sh like create a mirrorless or something that's a shout out rather than just reducing a rebel size and making it a small camera they could have done so much more with that you know you make that even if it's still rebel internals make it look it's small enough make it look like an AE one give it that retro look. Because I would totally get it. I would love to be able to shoot Rebel style, you know, 18 megapixel, whatever, even if it's, um, you know, it's got the single lens reflex in it. I'd love to shoot, but have it look retro because I know it's it may be the thing to do right now, but I definitely have always loved the retro look, and I'd, I'd rather almost kind of stand out that way than stand out with a giant, you know, Mark III and, and a giant telephoto, you know, 7200. I'd rather have like a a 40 millimeter on something that looks like an old AE one and shoot kind of rebel style than anything. So it's my two cents Canon. I'm trying yeah, to mean, stick with you here. And I, I mean, really? So I finally got to see not in person, but it was a really good example of, of, uh, that was it the SL one, the new teeny tiny little, like little, um, camera that Canon just introduced and they, the example shot was, was uh, they were holding, they were holding it, like a regular sized man was holding the camera in the palm of his hand and it, it, it just it's seemed really camera. yeah it's, it seemed it seemed dumb <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of to describe it I'll be honest I'm dreaming of a way to use it I'm thinking there's a wedding I'm doing later on and I've almost thought about getting a 40 millimeter on it and shooting like quick video stills to create like a video montage later. And for the size, I could sling it over my shoulder. Wouldn't, wouldn't I could keep it completely on my way and just flip it up, take up, take, take a couple of stills and flip it back. I'm still getting 18 megapixels and it's still in 
format that I'm used to working with. And I don't know. I, 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 I could see its use. I guess if you want to shoot like a Rebel, it would have something smaller. Although the moment you put anything more than a, a 40 or a 518 on there, you might as well just get a, get a T5. It's going to tip over. So, who knows? Which is, which is actually kind of ironic because Canon also just announced a, uh, the 200 to 400 with the 1.4 teleconverter on it. 11,000 I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't See, know. that's the that's the problem with Canon trying to do a mirrorless though, is that if you're going to stick with the APS-C sensor, you're not going to keep a small profile when it comes to lenses. Exactly. You know, I guess that's one of the that was the whole impetus behind the four thirds uh, consortium was that smaller sensor size equals smaller lenses equals smaller bodies. You know, so. I don't think we'll see Canon do it. Not not like you'd expect, I don't think. And that's actually kind of sad. Kinda I mean, sad. that's I mean, that's it's really a company really not willing to embrace, embrace uh, what's a, a you know, a pretty sizable, pretty sizable at least a, at least a pretty growing, growing market. market. Yeah, I don't know if it's sizable. It's definitely growing though. It's big right. in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. You Everyone's know, like big, big in Japan. I'm big in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that was the that was another thing I wanted to talk about too was um, the the new lens that Canon put out. Uh, Joe had mentioned discussing it when I was talking to him earlier today. I thought it was pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. I don't want a an attached one for extender. So I can't really figure out why Canon did it, uh, especially considering you lose a stop. Just to gain eighty to one hundred and sixty millimeter. Right. It, it's a worrying trend with their lenses. The way they're all these new ones coming out instead of what is it the, the new twenty four to seventy or I forget which which lens it is that's f four instead of two eight. Not the new um, twenty four to seventy. That's still two eight. But I know yeah. what, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's a couple lenses coming out where they're I think they're trading off the the wide open for the I don't know what the better. But for twelve thousand dollars, you're going to tell me that's going to start at a, at, at four. I I, I it doesn't but, but, unless yeah, you're yeah. unless you're a sports photographer shooting in a giant football stadium. Well, and that's the thing is is personally to me, I I would never buy this lens because I can only really see two markets ever needing it, and that being professional sports, right, and wildlife, right. Which even I think it's even probably too short for wildlife, even with that. That that teleconverter on there, but I don't know. It was just, I mean, yay, good good on them, I guess. But right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's great, but I think one of the things that Canon is feeling failing to realize is that their market really needs to be. They're putting their digital SLRs in the hands of so many people, but making so many of their lenses not reachable by common folk. I mean. Even as somebody who makes money doing this and in turn uses that money to go back and buy the stuff, I'm not going to go spend $12,000 on this lens. No. And how could how could you even justify using that versus spending a grand on a decent L telephoto, you know? Yeah. Why, why you know, it, it's a fantastic focal length, I guess, because I would love to do it because I love shooting aircraft. Uh 
and I think it would be fantastic, but at that price point, I couldn't justify using it unless I had a full-time gay shooting aircraft, which is, you know, disclaimer, people listening in audio, that means photographing <laughs> But, you know, if, if I had a full-time gig sitting at runways, like, taking shots of airplanes taking off, then I could maybe justify it, or maybe justify it if I, had, I was doing stock photo, I guess, but at that, that price point, you, I don't even know how you could rent that for cheap. Like, how you could even justify That'll be interesting to see well. is if, if a company like Lens Rental or, or, or Borrow Lenses actually gets one to... I, I guarantee you'll see that pop up. Borrow Lenses or Lens Rentals will probably have it. I mean, Roger Sickle at, at Lens Rentals loves to experiment with that stuff. they got the giant Sigma, what is it, the 800mm thing that looks like a bazooka. Um, they, he, he mounted a, a, uh, a mirrorless Le, uh, Leica to it, I think, just for the heck of it. Um, but yeah, the, somebody's going somebody's gonna to rent that or do something, and we'll see examples of the pictures, and we'll all be like, ooh, those pictures look great, but I'll never buy that lens. And we'll all be secretly wishing that Canon just made a 24 to 105 that shoots at 2.8 with IS. Yeah. And, you know, it, the, the simple dreams of people that are willing to cough up a grain of their hard-earned money to buy a lens that Canon makes that works for them versus the the stuff it feels like they're putting out right now. But maybe we're just in a lull. Um, my son is watching this podcast right now, and he, he doesn't understand why I can't hear him, so I want to say, Evan, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, I think he just dropped Love off because we lost a viewer. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Evan. We couldn't oh, well. do it for you tonight. But uh, unless you guys have anything else, uh, I think we probably ought to get wrapping up here. Um, we're about to hit our hour mark. Uh, so do you guys have anything else you want to add for this evening? Jamie? Oh, where did Jamie's audio go? I don't know. We, he lost his lower two-thirds, too. Mm. Maybe we can get Joe back in here real quick. No, I'm, shaking, I'm no. shaking my head now. No, no. Okay, well, um, then on that note, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and, and end things up here. Um, I'd like to thank... Joe, if you're out there listening to us for some reason and not enjoying your photo walk, Joe also won't be on next week. Uh, just f- FYI, he's um got a he's actually got a shoot. He booked a shoot. He's doing something with an opera, and I asked oh, wow. him if he. I thought it was uh, the browser, and it was not the browser. So, <laughs> uh, but we uh, we should all be here next week. Uh, same bad time, same bad station. Bad station. So. Uh, so uh, so thanks for tuning in and listening this week. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to tell your friends. Uh, subscribe, and if you feel like it, give us a thumbs up if you're watching this on YouTube, or you can rate and review us on iTunes. We do appreciate the ones that we've got already. Uh, we also appreciate if you've gone back in and changed your rating. Um, I don't know who you are, but thank you for changing it. Uh, we apologize for the audio issues. Um, so uh, I guess we can thank the world record-breaking photo walk for breaking into our show tonight uh so thanks you guys uh, so for myself and jamie and josh and guy thanks for, and guy yeah. <laughs> private dick <laughs> um <laughs> my name is zach egolf and uh, you've been listening to the f-stops here podcast 